I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Be -be bitches leave. Welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. I'm Scott Sweeney here with Ryan Stiles from the Drew Carey Show. <laughs> Hello. He's here. <laughs> like it. <laughs> Whose line is it anyway? Of all the Ryans, you could have gone Gosling. Ooh. You could have gone, I guess, Reynolds. Cool. O'Neal. There's a lot of better Ryans <laughs> oh, than Ryan the ugliest Ryan there is in existence. He's a scene stealer, though. Folks, we're back. Welcome to Turkey Month. It's all happening here. The uh, invented show fashion. Let's just get right into it. As soon as we finished the last show, the news broke that Sean Connery had passed away. Which... Uh... <laughs> There it is. That immediate. <laughs> yes. Good I cut, I cut the build up. The Rock. Who, yeah, was the first James Bond. He was on I The Rock. I don't listen to soft ass shit. He, um, he won Best Supporting Actor for The Untouchables. I just got chills. Reveal. Ooh, what, thinking about that win? Oh, this, this song. Guy. Yeah. That makes more sense. This, uh, what's your favorite Connery performance? Oh, The Rock, without even thinking about I don't even like Connery. I just like him in The Rock. Yes. Yes. He is pretty incredible in The Rock. I could just... Yeah, that's that's without... Oh, I'll, you want to go through, track through the whole score? I want to just go good, Can I, real good quick, speed. Is it a quick interview that he did with uh, Barbara Walters, where he admits that he likes beating his wife? Oh, yeah, this is... This is, I think, worth playing. I see. Not the worst thing to slap a woman now and then. As I remember, you said you don't do it with a clenched fist. It's better to do it with an open hand. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't I, love that. I haven't changed my opinion. You haven't. I like, oh, I like just doubling down. down. She doesn't even ask. He's just like, yes, and I still believe that that's right. I yes. It's that bad. I think that it depends entirely on the circumstances and if it merits it. Yeah. Oh, what would merit it? <laughs> His eyebrow well, going way up. tried everything yeah. else. And Junior. Good Junior. They, they can't leave it alone. Yeah? They don't want to have the, the, the last word, and you give them the last word, but they're not happy with the last word. I love they want to say it again and, and get into a really provocative situation. He's clearly talking about then, like a specific instance, but it's oh, just, yeah. yeah, he's just doubling down on like a very. I think it's absolutely right. A wild oh, hot what? take. Ooh, that sounded like a slap. Did he slap Barbara Walters in no, that interview? It's whoever did the interview like does a supercut at the end of like oh, a. Okay. <clears throat> You're the man now, dog. Dot yeah. Com. It. Uh, what was I gonna say? I. I don't know. I, I. Everybody was like, "Oh, Bond," and I don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean, he hadn't done anything since League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, <clears throat> which is a hell of a swan song, and I revisited it recently, and it's fucked up. It's a hot turkey. I was going to say, that's defi definitely a fun turkey, as we like to say. Yeah. My favorite Connery is probably <clears throat> him in uh, that third Indi uh, Indiana Jones, when he plays Indy's father. I always loved him in that. 
them saving the day when he's in the sidecar. He's in the damn sidecar, and then he like kills a bunch of Nazis. It's dope. <laughs> I I don't think I've seen that one. I think yeah. I've only seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think that's my favorite Jones, Last Crusade. Mm. You should watch that. But yes, R.I.P. Sean Connery. Poor kid. Poor kid. Um, what was I going to say? Yes. Um, a lot of weird rap news this week. Oh. Um, <clears throat> rapper Lil Wayne endorsed Donald Trump, and then his model girlfriend ended the relationship almost immediately. <laughs> it's a pretty <clears throat> chill move. There's like a video of him at the White House talking to Trump. <clears throat> and then the girlfriend just... The next day, it was all over page six and all the other media outlets. It was just over. She's clearly a loser. <clears throat> you better without her. I mean, the news of Trump losing has sent me to the drink. We, we, yeah, we probably should address the fact that Scott is having a white claw as we speak. Scotty's White Claw Corner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Welcome, fans. I don't think I've seen you have a drink in like 10 years. I know. This is, I'm thinking about becoming a alcoholic. What do you think? Um, I've tried it. It didn't work out great for me, but maybe you'll have a better go. What so about I, I, I endorse it. Yeah, I think it could be a fun new angle for me. We haven't explored it yet. Maybe yeah. this is... Uh... I'm into it. The dr- this will be the drunk episode. Scott has yeah. six white claws. He's going to drink all six. No doubt. Within the next minute or two. He's doing like a... Like a like a keg stand, like on his head, and just <laughs> swilling them down. He's doing one of them <clears throat> keg stands, like all the cool guys do at the frat parties where they're not gay. I like you're like a retired booze guy who's trying to remember what <laughs> stuff used to be like. It's like a keg stand. What's a uh... some other like fast consumption method? Whatever it is, like I'm thinking like old school Frank the Tank kind of thing. Yeah, let's go find the funnel from the room. He's gonna do one. <laughs> Glug. Um, as we speak, though, presidentially, the, in the presidential election, Joe Biden it? has 264 um, electoral votes, and Donald Trump has 214. Ooh, he's been at, stuck at 214 for some time. Yeah. I guess they're not, they're not done reporting Pennsylvania yet. They're not done reporting Nevada yet. I'm not done suing everyone uh, on Earth. Terrific. I'm embarrassing yeah. myself so substantially. Basically, Georgia's not done. Alaska is not done. Alaska's not even close, but I mean, Alaska doesn't really matter. They only have three electoral votes anyway. Mm. North Carolina is not done. They're very close. North Carolina is probably going to go to Trump, as it seems. Pennsylvania is probably going to go to Joe Biden. So it seems. And then Trump is going to sue them. Like, I watched, did you watch him at all last night or did you just catch the Anderson Cooper like recap after the fact where he's where trump is not to do too much politics but it's sort of the biggest story in the world right now yeah it like killed all the news for the week right there's like nothing else yeah but yeah i watched some of it on my phone because i saw that it was live and i was like Mm. let's see what this fucked up asshole idiot has to say and it was exactly what you'd imagine just him being like i won even though i didn't and yes no one is like backing this up in any way i won what do you think folks I'm gonna run again in 2024. It'd be fantastic. Did you see the embarrassingly low amount of votes that Kanye got? Very, very low. Yeah, like under 50,000, I think. And he's saying that he is all set to run again in 2024. Yeah, that's what they always do. It's just like, see you next time. It's like, will we? Like, you. <laughs> yeah, maybe like this is it, and you can you can go back to making okay music. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, like in four years when you're even more boring and God-centric and cutless, like then you'll get all the votes. Yeah, he his new song sucks. Garbage. I shared it because I'm always trying to support my guy. Mm. I like even 2020 Kanye. I'm still here for him. Wow. I'm going to say it. It's bold. But he, 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 like this was a great album. Which one is this off of? My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh, yeah. The red one. Yeah. This one has some cuts. I like that flashing light song with like Rihanna and all those people. Oh, yeah. Or whatever it's called. That actually was from the college dropout, but that's a good one, too. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of some other one. That one has cuts. This, you mean? I'm thinking of another one. Hit like next if you're going um, through the I album. Was, this was in his top tracks, actually. <laughs> We're in the Kanye. Oh, all of the lights you're thinking of. Yes. yes, that's the one. This is the the Enough Podcast Kanye Corner. Hey, for those of you who are fans. I love God. Me he's, too. He's like We're really... big God guys. God, White Claws, and Kanye. <laughs> that's all we care about here. Is that your next tattoo? Just a like a Jesus holding... Um, a white claw with Kanye's face, mm. like Green. on the can. Green light. I was thinking about getting a Kanye tattoo, but there's it's a hard one to pull off because mm. I don't want a portrait. Mm. And lyrics oh, yeah. is lame. Did you get a, a Disney tattoo recently? Oh, it's I, Mickey with his eyes that? scratched out. Yeah, I thought you did. That's like Mickey dead. Mickey. I didn't know it was right there. Oh yeah. Yeah, you sent me a picture and I was like, is this you? I don't know what this is. Yeah, I always do that to people. I post photos of tattoos and then people can't tell if it's on me or not. Yeah. Like, is that? <laughs> Did he? Because, like, it's I, obviously you're not going to remember all the tattoos on my arm. Yeah. You're owned by the Walt Disney Corporation. I am, right? actually, yeah. <laughs> me and Mike Eisner. Yes. <laughs> I actually, he w- came over last night because he wanted to check out the new tattoo. And, like, as he came into the room, I was already in the bed. Mm. And I go on. I was stretched out across the. Uh, I have a bear rug on mm. the. F- I actually moved from the bed to the floor onto a bear rug like that uh, Playgirl spread with Burt Reynolds in the nineties. Yep. And set- I was fully nude, covered in baby oil. And Michael Eisner arrived, and he said to me, "I may not have all the power that I used to have with Disney, but I still have all the power in my cock." Wow. And then you guys put on the good dinosaur, that Pixar vehicle, we did, yeah. to set the mood. And then he opened me up like a can of tuna. Oh, you were opened. Yeah, I'm a bottom. <laughs> I'm a power bottom. I was going to say, I hope it's a power I did my situation. anal kegels. <laughs> oh, God. And I'm full of Michael Eisner's semen as wow. we speak. Cheers to that. Salud, huh? Yeah. Clink. Nostrovia. What an evening you had. I didn't know So now this. I'm wondering... Um, did I get the coronavirus <laughs> from Michael Eisner? That's yeah. sort of the, the biggest thing on my mind right now. If so, you've got a nice like payday coming. Mm. We're going to take him down. I'm hoping he did give it to me, yeah. Did you see that Johnny Depp is, quote-unquote, stepping down from his role in the Fantastic oh, Beast franchise? I did. Not because he wanted to. Yes. Probably because they're realizing in court now that all the... You know, the countersuit against Amber Heard and everything. I'm starting to believe Amber Heard on this one. Yeah, this is a story. You've been following this more closely yeah. than I have. To me, it's it's a he said, she said. Well, the latest news on it a few weeks ago was that he claimed she got so fucked up that she shit the bed. Mm. And now her attorneys are saying that that is false. That he either planted that shit or made it up or had a, a fake photo entirely. Yeah. 
Because I remember seeing that and even seeing a picture, and it's like... A big log, yeah. Can, can this be, like, considered evidence? This is just, like, a shit pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can't prove that it was from this or that, or... I don't know. I You're should, a crumb creep. I should have looked into it more thoroughly, but I mean... I would like to smell it <laughs> if I were on the scene. Hmm. Yeah, really get in there. Mm. You're like the Dexter of shit. You like to go to, like, diarrhea, <laughs> crime scenes. <laughs> no, but... People are going to be heartbroken that uh, the Fantastic Beasts franchise is is being altered and being robbed of John Depp's performance. It's been a weird year for that whole camp, given J.K. Rowling with all that transphobic stuff that won't yeah. go away. And, and this this is the series. Coronavirus. It's like Harry Potter prequels. Harry Potter people don't even like these movies, I don't think. No. These movies stink. Like Anyone just, who is a true pothead, like mm-hmm. I like to call myself, like um, me is uh, against these movies. And I and we stick with the original four, and that's it. They're garbage. Or are there five? I can't remember. There's actually eight. <laughs> oh. I've, I have seen all of them, though. That's the funny part, at least once. I've seen, like, two. They're okay. They're fine. I like all the stuff with Voldemort at the end. He's the coolest character. That was the first franchise that came out where I was like, I, I think I'm too old for these. Yeah. And I just never even like gave them the time of day. I was watching anyway. them for the first time at 33. Mm. And I was, I think I like rented them all. And I just remember thinking like, yeah, like I, I, I should have, if I had been watching this 20 years ago, this might've been something. Yeah. I'm sure it's a good yarn. I mean, everybody loves them. I just, they never grabbed um, me for whatever reason. Speaking of Harry Potter, did you see that Al Roker has prostate cancer? Oh, shit. I was hoping I'd get you spit white claw all over the laptop. For a second, I thought you meant Al Borland, which made it even funnier. Al Roker has prostate cancer, you're telling me? yeah. That's fucked up. Poor Rokes. I think that that's why he shit himself mm. a few weeks ago. or I guess it was like last year. He shit his suit. Mm. And I believe he's just got a loose ass. And they need to get in there and, you know, dig it out a little bit. Oh, Kind of like me and Michael Eisner last Jesus. night. You're digging around an Al Roker. <laughs> Letting Michael Eisner have his way with you. My goodness. Al was there too, actually, and that's we actually were, well, we discovered the cancer while milking Al Roker's mm. prostate. That must have been a real buzzkill in the middle of such a passionate. It wasn't moment. great. Yeah. <laughs> Al Roker's kind of like a fun. As far as like people who host daytime shows, he's, he's like one a, of the good ones. Yeah. Yeah, like he seems like a fun, bubbly kind of guy. I don't like hearing that he's unwell. No, it's kind frankly. of a bummer. Yeah. To to not to be serious for a second. He I he's think back. that prostate cancer is one of those where if they catch it early enough stage 1 or whatever, they can remove it. Mm. And then it's not as it's not like a death sentence say like pancreatic cancer. Ooh, yes. Which hopefully I will contract. That was the one that uh Swayze got. Correct. Right? Yeah. That one's a doozy. That's a big one, yeah. Um Cancer. What else? Um, did you see that Creed, the band, is teasing a return? How did you not tell me to cre- cue up a Creed song? Oh, yeah. It's like my number one band of all time. <laughs> I was going to say, I know that you unironically love Creed. So this no is actual irony whatsoever. good big news for you. Well, I was dead and dead. Is Scott Stapp still crazy? Do you remember that whole story of like his house? He got like he was going online and like saying all these crazy yeah. things. So like the police showed up at his house and like he it turned into like a no guns but like a hostage situation of sorts. Yes, I'm remembering that now. That's probably spurned the comeback. He's like, all right, I need some dough. Let's fucking get back at it, guys. He's a big god guy too. Creed does seem like yeah, uh, they're god music. Like listen to the words. Yeah. 
Christian rock. Is that what we still call it? This isn't even the funniest one. I'm kind of bummed I picked this one. Someone online had a great bit like, like Biden's going to be president. We're time traveling back to 2005. Entourage is going to get rebooted. Creed's a band again. Like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> it's a whole new world. His, this is a funnier one. <laughs> Known uh, fact, friend of the show, Codpiece, a.k.a. Madam, a.k.a. Stinky, <laughs> a.k.a. Um, there was more, there's a, more. That's all I can think of. Codpiece, Cod Chips, Sting Chips. Yeah, Sting Chips. He is a huge, huge Creed guy. Wow. Big that's one. True. When he's, like, driving around in his Subaru. <laughs> Creed just... Like, Doing the cod nod. Oh, cod nod. The Scott Stab does have a decent voice. Yeah. He's, he's doing like an Eddie Vedder impression. We were uh, about maybe that. Eddie Vedder is doing a Scott Staff, Staff, Staff impression. Yes. He's, if he wasn't such a silly looking dude with like his dumb Jesus hair and like too many rings, mm. it would probably, and if they weren't like heavily into God and like somehow got, it's funny how like Pearl Jam, coolest band ever, well, not in my opinion, but in the public eye. They have a lot of cuts. Yeah. And then, like, Creed, hilarious joke that nobody takes seriously. When did, where'd that disconnect happen? Yeah, What's I, the difference of the same band, really? I mean, there might be a slight difference in quality. Slight. Way for thin. apparently haven't heard the chorus yet of this song. <laughs> no, but I know what you're saying. Like, Creed's fine. They And they had a huge run. I think they just, you know, it's over for them. It's over, Johnny. Until they come back. Speaking of music, I know you're real fired up about that new Hanson song. Oh my god. You're cueing me on it. That's so exciting. He's back. This is um, another band you I unironically love. Love. Remember Hanson. when I bought that Hanson t-shirt that was skin tight? <laughs> I don't. It was like, I bought it off of eBay and it was like a medium and I could barely get it over my head. I must have tried to block that memory out somehow. I think I gave it to to Feldo because it was so tight. I looked like like a complete asshole in it, like my tummy all tight on the fabric. This is back when I had a big tummy, too. Is back. This song is awesome, and they're all like awkward-looking grown men. (laughs) Yeah, they're very... They're probably like firmly in their 30s at this point. Oh, yeah. If I had to guess. They're probably 40. They were kids when we were kids, I think. I remember being like similarly aged to them. Or maybe they were older, I don't even know. This is a great chorus. This is a, a peppy, fun track. It's not bad. Let's just do a music show. No more movies, no more TV, <laughs> all music. A lot of music news this week, because like, we're starting to get to that period of coronavirus where like so little is happening, and <laughs> it's just musicians. Yeah. Like doing dumb shit, making new albums, like shooting each other in the foot. And then like rapper DaBaby, Baby. His, his brother killed himself the other day. Wow. Speaking of music news. This, so this shocks me to hear. He shot himself in the face, which is a shame. I mean, I don't know who DaBaby is. I don't know who his brother is, but that's fine. R.I.P. DaBaby's brother. Sure. Is what we'll say here. That's one good thing, musician-wise, in Corona. Like, they can still like write songs yeah. and record them and stuff. Like, they can still do their whole gig. I'm surprised there hasn't been more like Corona 
music. Think about how many of them must have their own recording studios too, or exactly. at least know someone who does. Yeah, and they're just bored. It's like hunker down in there and eke out a new classic album. Well, I think a lot of people are taking this time to do nothing who have yeah. the money to do so. And like, I don't get that. Like, we never stopped doing the show. I only stopped working when I like had to, when we fully mm. didn't know what the coronavirus was. But the minute I was able to, I, I, I was right back at it. Yeah. So to me, it's, I don't know, it, it just bums me out. And speaking of how much it's ruined everything, oh, God. Disney removed Death on the Nile and Free Guy from the year's release date calendar. Well, yeah. So the only movie left slated to come out in this calendar year is Wonder Woman 1984. Which will 100% get pushed. Correct. It's I wouldn't even. I wouldn't bet a one cent that we'll see that movie. It's going to be a year. They'll yeah. they'll pull, they'll push it to next Christmas. It's just not happening. No, they'll either make it a summer blockbuster or a Christmas movie. They're not doing it now. Yeah. And the and them releasing it for free on Disney Plus is never going to happen. They do they because they already tried Mulan and it flopped. Nobody bought it at tank. So now they have conditioning to believe that doesn't work. True. So they're just going to say, okay, well, just it's better to wait. Yeah. Because think about how much fucking money they had to pay Gal Gadot to do that role again. Uh, and then also for the movie itself, I mean, they probably spent six months in post-production. Oh, easily. Maybe a year. Um, Dave Chappelle, The Chappelle <laughs> Show, is on Netflix now. Oh, man. And HBO Max. I actually put that in my... And CBS All Access. I popped that in my TV, guys. I'll just do it real quick because... I never saw season three of The Chappelle Show. Mm. Remember, like, season one and two were the yeah, biggest yeah. thing ever? And then he made the deal and famously, like, went to Africa and abandoned his huge payday. Yes. And then they released, like, the Lost episodes. I'd never seen those. And so I threw them on just to be like, oh, maybe there's some good stuff in here. It really is, like... Bad, yeah. It's like a, a shell of itself. Like, they just completely ran out of bits. And... I don't know. I should watch some of like the old ones. Because yeah, that's I those... like the first two. I already own them on iTunes, but it's one of those things that um, I oh, was man. a friend of the show, Rian, and I were discussing this about how people are going to try to cancel Chappelle now. Because there's a lot of people that are like Generation Z types who are against everybody and everything. Mm. And they're very much just waiting to get upset with celebrities for calling somebody a faggot or whatever it may be that was sort of not that out of the realm of normalcy in 1999. Mm. There's going to be a lot of that, of people watching something on Chappelle, like maybe like there's like that, that episode where they do the real world mm. and like the guy's girlfriend just gets date raped basically and it's like a whole thing. I made brownies. They got any weed in them? Yeah. It's like my favorite bit ever. <laughs> that will offend some people. Yeah. And then maybe the, like is it going to get taken down off? They've already come for Dave before because he's had bits about like trans people and his, he's not a... The LGBT community is not a huge fan of Chappelle. Yeah, like people, they won't take just the fact that you can't make new stuff that's like edgy in that way. They're not satisfied with just that. They're like, we need to get rid of everything that's like could even possibly be construed as like cancelable. Yeah, let's cancel like John Wayne and guys who are dead yeah, and then move directly into Chappelle. Anytime I see someone dead like yeah john wayne was trending a few months ago for people being like have you seen that it's like he's dead who cares like why are you wasting your day worrying about like you know what john wayne wasn't really like my kind of guy he was kind of insensitive yeah who gives a shit if you think it's funny like we just brought up the sean connery beating his wife because it's funny 
but like to to mount a campaign well, to try that, to it's funny that he admitted that on tv and yeah the whole deal i think that women getting hit is hilarious okay i'm doubling down on that <laughs> angst in camp connery he's in um it. i don't know i just to me and i hate to be the 1500th guy to jump on the like the pussification of america yeah exactly and like i don't want to you know the idea that oh i love this he's getting another claw <laughs> here it comes He's going to crack that baby open, just like I got cracked open the other night by Michael Eisner. Oh, that bit's back. <laughs> Here, open it up on the microphone for everyone. Here it comes. Fans love this. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Sounds good. Um, nice and crisp. I don't know. It's I've had enough. And it's I've also had enough with people complaining about how you can't be funny anymore. Because you, you can. You just yeah. have to push the envelope. And if this podcast offends somebody, it's not monetized. So good luck. Like, what are you gonna do? Come to my house and take the microphones away? Yeah, I hate every aspect of it. It's like it's always a talking point. Like someone says something ridiculous, then you like, oh, can you even say? It's like just let people bid. And if bits are too wild, then someone will say. I think that there are certain things that, like saying the N word, off limits. Yeah, actually hurting somebody, off limits. Like inciting violence. Mm. off limits but like all good points to be goofy and silly and point out a difference with somebody or like you know i can't think of like an actual funny hatred filled bit but i i don't know it just doesn't feel like anything Chappelle has ever done pass not to mention he's a black guy and he's not a black guy who grew up with a lot of money he's a black guy who has probably disenfranchised most of his life so to me it's he has carte blanche to do whatever he wants. Yeah, you Still. Want, you want people who aren't holding back and they're like, you know, not trying to like be edgy, but it's just like, yeah, like, you know, this is how I see things. It's wacky. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm doing bits. Like, Would you rather he go the Bill Burr route and just do yeah, bits yeah. about his wife and kids and like how women will never understand? And like he's turning into the new Jim Gaffigan? The lovely Nia. Um, speaking of being woke, Lifetime has made its first gay Christmas movie Ooh. with Fran Drescher and two gay men as a couple called The Christmas Setup. I was going to try to guess what a gay Christmas movie oh, would be called. Talked over. No, it's fine. What's it called again? The Christmas Setup. Christmas Setup. Okay. Yeah. Fran Drescher and some sidecars. I believe the opening scene, they are both uncircumcised and they're trying oh. to figure out who can fit the most pennies in their pouch. It sounds like the beginning of a, an American Pie Presents. And then Fran Drescher <laughs> comes in and she smells like the, 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 the dick cheese mixed with pennies under the foreskin and the ball sweat of them being nude together. And then she does that laugh that she right. does. It's just like an episode of The Nanny, but gayer. That's a green light. That actually reminds me, I saw on the new releases today, there's a new Jeremy Piven movie. with. It's like a Christmas... <laughs> it's like a shitty... Lifetime Channel Christmas type movie. He got like canceled and he's trying to eke his way back through a Christmas movie that no one will watch. He stinks. Yeah. I just laughed at like seeing his face. I was like, oh, I forgot about Piven. He's trying to. Uh... Hey, what did that stand up tour not work out for you, Jer? <laughs> yeah. That... Those, those laughless fucking sets with a fedora on. Lloyd, let's hug it out. Only funny thing he's ever done. People always mention PCU like it's this great movie. It's like PCU sucked. It's It's weird. He has no hair and then a year later he has tons of hair because he got a transplant. Classic. Um, I saw that Succession Season 3 will begin filming this month. I was happy to see that. I 
think they started before Corona and had to uh, shut it on down. But I'm glad they're getting back in there. This is the kind of thing I feel like every other week we're like, this has started filming and now it's like shut down. Like Olivia Wilde was filming a new movie then someone got Corona on that set and they shut that down. The one with Lena Dunham? No, it's like Harry Styles and Florence Pugh and Chris Pine. Those are some friends of the show. Stacked cast, yeah. And some other cool person. Harry Styles has chops. He was pretty good in The English Patient or whatever that movie was. (laughs) Yeah, Dunkirk. There it is, yeah. I like him. I think he's likable. He was good. He's good in interviews. He has a couple decent songs. Women all want to fuck him. I'm I'm in on any guy that every woman wants to fuck. Like, I'm just down. Like, I, I would like to hang out with him. Yeah, like, on paper, I remember when... It just seems silly because, like, oh, he was in a boy band. Now he's in, like, a Christopher Nolan movie. But he was perfectly reasonable in that movie. Yeah. He can act. He is a talented young man. Mm. Um, one Direction has some cuts. Are you a One Direction guy? I am, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. A Directioneer or whatever the fuck they call those. Um, I think that's something. Rose McGowan says that she broke her arm while reading the U.S. election results. She fell down the stairs. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. Oh, my goodness. That, uh, Is that funny? I was just imagining her getting smushed in the dog entrance to the garage door and scream. And, oh, and I forgot that. about that. She's hot in that, man. Oh, yeah. That unf- what a bummer she is now, though. That unforgettable shot when she's beaming through her shirt. <sighs> That's a timeless shot. My goodness. Folks, if you haven't seen that movie, pop it on, the original Scream, and you can just Google that image if you need to, because... Actually, I saw a story the other day where I guess they're filming Scream 5. And the story was just like Scream 5 is channeling that original Scream energy. And it's just like, says who? Like, this is a story? Who's publishing this? Yeah, Wes Craven is dead. Who? Uh, Courtney Cox is in it. They got the three principals back. Nev Campbell's back, Courtney Cox, and good old Dave Arquette. I was going to say, David Arquette is definitely on board oh yeah he's been waiting for the dewey call him like i don't have to run bootsy bellows in la anymore and like have midget talent shows yeah and like be on howard stern and just laugh at everything all the time yeah he's like a c-level wrestler he's He's, a chucklehead he's part of some sort of wrestling organization that's like tiers below wwe and even aew did you ever watch uh they can't kill david arquette or whatever that that documentary that came out about him this year no just because i'm not very puttered across the fucking starting line and nobody (laughs) even talked about it and i just remember catching like a picture of the premiere or whatever not even a premiere it was just like him promoting it yeah same i saw that and was like huh that exists okay (laughs) like no need to watch that um, friend of the show Kenya Barris, creator of Blackish and Black as Fuck, mm-hmm. has partnered a deal with CP- CBS Viacom and is now looking to exit his Netflix deal. I would imagine for a second season of Black, Black as AF. Fuck, which yeah. sucks because the whole like appeal of that show is that it was like a little edgy and fucked up and Mm. they could kind of go more places than a basic cable show can not even cable just well jesus christ calls at six o'clock at night presumably cbs all access can be edgy like they can put whatever like they have that twilight zone where that has like that's like rated r stuff basically Mm. But uh, I saw this story, too, and it's him basically, like, he wants to start his own thing. He's making, like, a Tyler Perry type, like, I'm the guy, like, 
Fuck you, Netflix. I think he is the guy, but I'm hoping that doesn't mean he just does CBS. He wants to do his own, like, network, or... I think so. Okay. As long as he's not going back, because he's already got Blackish on ABC, and it's so watered down. Yeah. It's not his type of humor. Like, he's funnier than that. As far as, like, network sitcoms go, it's funny, but I don't watch it with any sort of regularity. Anthony Anderson is sort of like a robot at this point in his career, too. He's just very much going through the motions. Mm. He's come a long way from, like, being the weird guy in The Departed or, like, I don't know, Harold and Kumar where he's talking about animal semen in the drive-thru. Pookie, let's burn this motherfucker down. That's funny. Um, If you have a minute... I do. I wouldn't mind taking you down to Ryan's... Sports corner. Oh my god, we're in the corner. There's home runs flying overhead. I just caught a touchdown. Holy shit. Oh, you better put that ball down and get out your dick, men. Okay, will do. Welcome to Ryan's Sports Corner. All sports, all of them, every game, every match. Wow, that's a lot. So, the big news this week, folks, here in Ryan's Sports Corner for all the men, John Elway former quarterback, now announcer in football, has the coronavirus, which is a big deal. He's an older guy. How will he recover? Will he get rid of it? Will it kill him? Who did he vote for? Does he believe it even exists? More next week on Ryan's Sports Corner. Everybody have a great weekend. Uh, Master proposed work. I mean, is he? He's in Ace Ventura, correct? Uh, that is um, Dan Marino. Fuck. He's from the Cowboys, I believe. And Dan Marino was on the Dolphins. But they're in the same era of football guys. Okay, yeah, close enough for me. I guess John Elway is a coach now. I'm not sure of the Cowboys, but he is is sick. Mm. He has coronavirus. I don't know how bad it is. Maybe he's already dead. But (laughs) we can't be sure of these Here at the... No, now you get me thinking about it. Maybe he's in that movie too, but I don't think so. No, you're totally right. It's I know Marino. Dan Marino has a big role. He's you're a weird guy, guy, Ace. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Ace. Tom Ace. No, but uh, I feel like Elway, he's one of those guys, he probably popped up in a movie or two. Or had Definitely. like a big commercial gig. He's someone he's who like was a, like... like a car dealership or like... So, he did something. I'm just yeah. going to pull up his IMDb. Maybe like Wrangler Jeans, like Brett Favre. Favre. I love people are making such a big thing about Brett Favre, like being a Trump guy. Yeah. It's like who cares what Brett Favre thinks? Is he I even guess John alive? John was in Super Dave. Wow. With um, what's his face? He was in Kablam. Yikes! These and don't then even he sound did like, like a bunch of talk shows. Those don't even sound like real things. Kablam. Kablam, and then the adve- Extreme Adventures of Super Dave. Well, that's that. That's a uh, Funkhauser. Yeah, from Curb. he's yeah. dead. Oh, kid, legend. Did you see Donald Glover has been teasing Atlanta season three and four are going to be some of the best TV ever made? Yeah, and they, they've already halted filming for over a year. Yeah, it's like you've been writing it for two and a half calendar years. It better be pretty good. I just need a Pookie spinoff, and that's all I care about. And he said uh, Sopranos are the only ones who can touch us. And I was like, that's a cool thing to say. Even that's though- a very bold statement. I'm going to go ahead and say that he might be right, because Atlanta is definitely in my top ten. All time? Top All 10? time. Wow. I love that show. It's very good. 
It only has two seasons, though, and it's been gone for so long. Like, they need to... I have it as my number seven. I, I haven't figured out my bottom two, my eight, nine, and ten yet, but I have I have Sopranos, Seinfeld, Ozark, Californication, Breaking Bad, Brotherhood, Atlanta. I can't believe Brotherhood is eking into your top Brother, ten of all time. Brotherhood's number six, ahead of Atlanta. Holy shit, folks. That... You heard it here first. Yeah, next show or some show recent soon, we should... Uh... Do our official top ten. I'll hunker down and I'll figure. I'm out working on it because you said yourself you can do a top ten shows a lot easier than movies, yeah. and I'm I'm okay with that. I'm not going to try to make you. There's much fewer shows than movies, mm. and even fewer ones that I love, so that's much more manageable. And Neil Marshall will write, direct, and produce *The Lair*, a new horror movie. He says is his true return to full-blooded horror and intense genre action. What else has he done? I don't recognize that name. He did *The Descent*. That oh, awesome. those babes going down in the ground, and then they get in the little skivvies, and yeah, there's like creatures and dopeness. <clears throat> if you've never seen *The Descent*, that's an awesome movie. It is, yeah. And then. I'm 37. <laughs> He did that movie Doomsday, which was not great. I don't remember that one. It was kind of like a Mad Max type deal, but just forgettable. Dystopian. And then he got stuck like making turkeys for a while. Like he made that most recent Hellboy, that was just like a. Oh God, the one without Ron Livingston. Yes. Or uh, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yeah, the one with. Oof. I don't even remember that other guy whose name escapes me. Yeah. I know who you're talking the about. The Stranger Things guy. That. That Hellboy is like um, the I want to get it. David together. Harbour. There it is. And strike down bullies and <laughs> punch them in the face. If you haven't watched the David Harbour SAG Awards speech after Stranger Things won, I would recommend looking that up on YouTube. It's, it's great. It's super embarrassing, and you can read Renona Ryder's face the whole time as she gets uncomfortable with David Harbour like, taking a stand. That's like a drunk bullshit. That's a dream of mine to get wasted. And be accepting an award at something at some point, and then to just go on a tirade that everyone makes fun of me for at a later date. Maybe you could finish the clause and have that tirade tonight. Wow, he's in. I'm giving you the podium for it. Okay. I mean, I'm getting geared up for a fucking Scotty meltdown tirade. Castle Rock canceled after two seasons. We love a good cancellation here at the program. I couldn't get into that show, so I'm glad. Whenever a show that I thought was boring and didn't give much of a chance gets canceled, I say, see? Hmm. Yeah. Like, huh? I was right. That's like how I felt about The Walking Dead and uh, Game of Thrones, and they both like became two of the biggest TV shows ever, and then I just felt like a dummy. I went back to Game of Thrones season four or something with my tail between my legs, like, okay, mm. now I'm going to watch it. The Walking Dead is finally dying. <sighs> but yeah, Castle Rock, I tried it. This was like a Stephen King type show where uh, they would just like mishmash all his different books into like, like, oh, this is happening in a town. Like they were doing. A loose remake of Misery, Inside, like a Shawshank, Mist type thing. Huh. It's just Stephen King overload. It's never going to go away. But at least this show got canceled, so maybe it'll go away a little bit. And they said Tenet will release on 4K, Blu-ray, DVD, and digital on December 15th. Right? you excited for that rewatch? <laughs> The funniest thing about Tenet is like... I'll never, ever watch that again. The The big selling point is people are like, once it's over, like you got to watch it again. It's like, the twist wasn't that dope. And I will watch it again, but when I do, I feel what like was I'm going to be like... What the twist? That everyone's backwards? 
<laughs> yes, that was the twist. I'm the backwards man, the backwards <laughs> man. I can walk back as fast as you can. Green light. But yeah, people were also saying like Tenet kind of bombed and Christopher Nolan was bummed out that everyone was like... Didn't like, he oh, like make up excuses? Yeah, he was like... Well, you know, mate... Shut up. He's like, I don't want to be the reason that movies can't go to theaters ever again. But, I don't know. It was okay. Maybe I'll like it again upon rewatch, but probably not. It was, it's a weird one. Why did you do that, Scotty? I mean, I don't know, Mark. Um, did you see that Vince Vaughn has confirmed they are in talks to do a Wedding Crashers sequel? Mistake. Yeah, that's going to be bad. Don't. You know how hard that. it would be to recreate that the fucking lightning in a bottle that they did with the first one? Yeah. It's almost impossible. There's no chance that will be good. Especially almost every comedy sequel stinks. It's been like 15 years. It would probably be a different director. They're, it's Everything about it is terrible. It would be like Dumb and Dumber 2 type stuff. Where it's like, <sighs> like we're still crashing weddings. Isn't this wild? Yeah, them at 53 just, you know... Showing up. Yeah. Like, huh? Still getting babes, even though it's 15 years later. Why did they do this so late? It's like, if you're going to make a sequel, like, why didn't you just do it, like, a couple years after? You can't... Especially with comedies. Like, the way-too-late sequel is never, ever good. Ever. And what do we have here? Isabel Furman will reprise her role as Esther in an Orphan prequel movie. Do you remember the movie Orphan? I do, but I don't remember liking it. It's this like cheeseball horror movie where this little girl gets uh, adopted by this family and like, oh, she's all evil. And then the twist at the end of the movie is she's an adult who's just super small. She's like a, what's the word? Dwarf? Pygmy? Is dwarf the right word? I think we're allowed to say dwarf. You just can't say midget. Okay, yeah. I didn't want to say that one. I feel like that one's no good. I appreciate you being woke. But yeah, there, it's... One of those movies is so like cheesy, it's almost good. Where it's like, oh, this, she's like a fifty-year-old woman pretending to be a baby. The, Not the whole seen movie. It. It's a fun twist, and they're making a prequel now. Now that the actress is like much older, she'll be playing even younger in a prequel. Sounds messy timeline-wise, but I'll give it a go. And that's probably like streaming somewhere if people are still in the horror movie mood. Give Orphan a go. It's got some stuff. And they're making a movie out of the book, The Things They Carried. Do you ever read that book? No, but I know of it. It's yeah. that, like, army thing. Yep. Yeah. It's like one of the legendary... Uh, I think I was supposed to read it. I think I got, like, roped into that. And then I just didn't. I read it outside of an assignment or school. I read it on my own accord. Are we in Scotty's book corner right now? We are. Thank you very much. <laughs> but yeah, you know I love to brag anytime. Yeah, you books... like let, you like letting people know that you that you consume something other than TV or movies. Folks, I can read. It's crazy. I know. But yeah, they're making a movie out of the things they carried, starring Tom Hardy. Uh, oh, Bill... Can he just stop getting work? Come on. Bill Skarsgård of It fame. Him I like. And Pete Davidson. Hey, come on, man. Hey, man. It's World War Two. I'm like a soldier and stuff. I'm so tired of Tom Hardy. He's all right. He's, uh, he's mumbling. You're probably asking yourself. I'm not, I don't even feel like doing my Bane voice tonight. Wow. That's a mulligan. 
But yeah, while we're in the book corner, I actually mm. I picked up that new uh, book from Larry David's daughter, Cassie David. How was it? It's great. All the other celebrities are pushing that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it an audio book too? Probably. Let's take a look. Yeah, I got so jealous. She was posting all these things like she sent out like free copies of the book with like joints and like swag to everyone. It's like, send one to me. Your rich friends don't need this. Send one to the fans. Would you post it to our seven followers? I would, actually. Maybe she should reconsider that then. But yeah, it's one of those books. It's just like essays. It's just like quick little vignettes. Mm. Very readable. She's a babe. Very funny. Seems like she got it from her father. One would surmise. I would imagine. Yes, it is. It's C-A-Z-Z. Which is like hot and spicy. No audio book. But instead, they have the David Goggins audiobook, which I will never listen to. I would listen to a Walton Goggins audiobook. I wouldn't, I don't know about this David. I saw him at a convenience store once and it Walton? Made, made me laugh, yes. Wow, that's in dope. California. He was at the Runyon Canyon Market or whatever. I'm like trying to think of a Goggins bit. I can't like. Go outside, nerd. Yeah. What is that, like vice principal stuff? Um. <laughs> The, the uncut gemstones or whatever righteous gemstones Ooh, which I'm a show. huge fan of I think it's so funny you weren't into that show really I I liked it I watched all of it but yeah I didn't it's no eastbound and down to me like I okay. thought it, I thought it was like fine mm. I do like how they use Goggins a lot he's a, a good comedic talent he's the funniest part by miles when he roars in it's hysterical he has that show The Unicorn on CBS that I think friend of the show Flan revealed he watches recently. Flan is a sicko, <laughs> and I appreciate his viewing. This is a show I got turned off because it has Rob Corddry and one of the other sidecars from Ballers. It's like, <laughs> I'm not going to watch this, like, like, the leftovers from Ballers have a sitcom on CBS. Fucking dog shit show. Get out of here. What else you got for news? I mean, Travis Scott posted a picture of himself as Batman, and people roasted him so much that he deleted his Instagram. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. So there's now, my favorite is this, like, the cuts of, like, the, who are you supposed to be? Mm. And does the, like, from sicko mode, and he appears. And it's him in, like, a brown, like, weird-looking Batman costume. It's a terrible costume. Yeah, he What looks... was he thinking? I mean... He probably had, like, a costume designer custom make that for him. That was the funniest part. It looked expensive and bad. Like, you know, he spent like a fortune to look like a... a, Like a dunce? Yeah, like a shitty Batman. Yeah, it's a bad, bad suit. And then he had like a brown car, too. It's not even like a brown. It's like a metal-y looking brown, like a cool guy, copper color. That's the move, though. Like, everyone's just giving him so much shit. He's I'm just going to delete Instagram. What what am I doing? He couldn't take it anymore. Love that. (laughs) And whew, what else we got here? I think that might be it news-wise. Do you want to uh, hit me with your best shots? I'd love to. I mean, I was toying with the idea of announcing the second annual No Shut November. Did you do that last year? I forget. I, did. I mean, it was a, a fan favorite segment. They you made it all the it. way through? I think so. I probably just did it for a few weeks. I hope you did it all the way through, yeah. 
But yeah, I need my shots. How I many mean, do you have? I got like five this week. I, I got, think I have seven. I got no, one six. up top that I know you shut also. Black Christmas. Oof. Which is new to HBO. I made it an hour into this. I finished it, but I should have shut it so much. Doesn't count. here in the shuts. You finished it. I need a full <laughs> review. Fuck. I wrote down very little about that movie, but fans. I wrote the first thing I wrote down was I'm already bored. Oh, Carrie Elwes. Oh yeah, he pops by. And that I hate Imogen Poots bangs. I know she's such a babe, and the bangs, and the fact that she's in this turkey. My girl deserves better than being in movies like this. She's actually a good actress. But yeah, I hate watching Christmas movies outside of the Christmas season. But this was new to HBO, and I was like, "Eh, I'll just watch this. And it's not engaging or scary at all. Just an excuse for a movie. So this is the second remake of Black Christmas. Like, why do they keep doing this? It's not a very interesting story. When was the original? The 70s or something? I think even earlier. It's like one of the... It's like a very old horror movie. I've never seen the original, but I've seen both remakes. <laughs> the one from 2006. 1974. Yeah. And the... I, sh- I should watch that one. Because these new ones are just like a fucking mess. It's like about a supernatural frat that's killing people. And like it's trying to be woke, but it's so poorly made. It almost comes off as like... Insulting. Yeah. yeah I, I, I got that vibe too. Awful. It was like a whole like anti-rape thing in the beginning. And I was like, okay, that's an interesting take. And then I just... Uh, that whole angle gets way worse. By the end, you're just like, what? Huh? May I help you? And it has like five awful twists where it's just like... I hate when a Who's movie... the killer? Yeah, and I hate when a movie gets too twisty. It's like, calm down. Like, you need to zero in. Give me like two twists maximum. Otherwise, you're fucked up. Speaking of too many twists, I also shut off Saw the Final Chapter, which is. We're in the Scotty Saw Corner now for the final time this year. This is probably the worst Saw movie. Which one was it? The final chapter, which of course is not... That's not seven? That is seven, but... Okay. Even though it's called the final chapter, it's not actually the final chapter, which is classic horror movie stuff. And this one, this is the one where they bring back Carrie Elways, speaking of... Is that you, Zep, you bastard? Yeah, which you're waiting... Since the first one, I was waiting, like, when are they going to bring him back? Because they never, like, gave his character a send-off. Is, it, is he as himself, or is he... Supposed to be. I, I, I think I watched this. Just Jigsaw came after this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You're not going to watch Jigsaw after this? Yeah, I probably will, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, come on. Folks, we'll see you in the sock corner next week. He's back. But yeah, this one, they finally bring the character back, and they just do nothing interesting with it. Like, every character in the Saw movies who doesn't get killed, they bring back, like, three movies later. It's like, oh, they saw Jigsaw's way, and we're like on board and then they become the new jigsaw it's just like the silliest most ridiculous no franchise. Good. it's absurd it's nonsense but yeah this is one of the worst ones if you're gonna do a saw retrospective maybe skip this one i also shut jumper i hate jumpers <laughs> had you never seen jumper oh i've seen jumper this is a movie me and brian used to put on at blockbuster a lot back in the day even though it's PG-13, we'd risk it all to put on such a... Oh, were you not allowed to have PG-13s on? You know, it's it was like a at-our-discretion kind of deal. It was all nonsense. But this movie is directed by a guy who... Almost all his other movies are like at least good. So it's that much weirder that this one You sucks. both? 
<laughs> Doug Liman, who oh. did Swingers and then like Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Edge of Tomorrow, a bunch of like cool action sci-fi type movies. Jumper is a movie about Hayden Christensen, who got work after the Star Wars prequels just because like he was around, I guess, even though he's mm. a terrible actor. And Samuel L. Jackson has silver hair, and he plays an assassin who's, like, following this jumper around the world. Jumpers are people who can teleport, by the way. They try to make it, like, like oh, teleporting's cool now. It's jumping. and they Boring. Say, they say jumper in the movie so much, you can tell they thought it was so cool. Like, like we're jumpers. It's like, fucking, are you? This sucks. Mm, I'm out. But yeah, the movie's so frustrating. He can teleport, and Samuel L. Jackson's traveling by plane, like, following him around the world. And then he catches him for, like, a second, and then he just teleports. It's like, this sucks. Who? Ugh. Dog shit movie. Mm, I'm out. What'd you shut? I shut off a movie called Rad by Hal Needham that I heard him on an interview, and it was, like, a re-release VOD thing. They made a big deal out of it, and I thought it was interesting, so I bought it and never watched it until the other night, and it was terrible. Very boring, very dated, very bo- like just blech. shut it off. Black Christmas as well, mm. awful. I shut off the Undoing, the second episode, the new Hugh Grant show on HBO Max with mm. Nicole Kidman. It's not good. I didn't even try it. It's it's bad. <laughs> yeah. I shut off one of Robin Williams' last movies, The Angriest oh. Man in Brooklyn, oh. Oh. which was also <laughs> stupid and not funny. Isn't I shut it, off. Uh, what I, were you gonna say? No, I think. I think I've seen some of that. Isn't Joel McHale in that? I didn't get that far. Yeah. Maybe? I don't remember that. He's bad in movies, too. Yeah. I shut off Benjamin Button, The Curious Case of, I should say. One of my least favorite films. Yeah, it's very, very boring. I got four minutes and 16 seconds in and buried it. (laughs) Four minutes and 16 seconds. And then I shut off uh, the Star Trek prequel show, I guess, or sequel uh, called Picard with, uh, what's his Uh, face? yes. Michael Clark Duncan or whatever his name is. It was t- on CBS All Access, no less, which I'm in the midst of a free trial. Ooh. I will not be renewing it. Are you the new free trial kid? I am the free trial adult. He's back. As we've said. Yes. That, uh, I tried Picard too. I was never much of a Star Trek guy, and I watched half of the first episode. And I was like, who am I kidding watching Picard? What is this? It's a thing for me. I was like, oh, that's Data. I recognize him. And then I got really bored and shut it off. Yeah, same thing. Like, I don't know the show, but I know that guy. He's like the fun sidecar robot. Where the fuck is he, you fucking cunt? Also, I shot A Night at the Roxbury. Why? This movie, I remember this being funny. Didn't hold up, huh? No. (laughs) Very, very mid-90s. The whole opening 10 minutes is like... Basically a trailer, like they, or a, an SNL sketch. Like they do all the bits you remember them doing, and it's like, oh, this is kind of funny, even though this bit's very one note. And then the movie starts, and it's just like, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chris Kattan is not a very good actor. Will Ferrell doesn't seem like he figured out how to be the lead of a movie yet. It's aged like ungodly bad. Yeah, that's one that I probably wouldn't revisit myself. Yeah, it's yeah that. The time for that has passed. It's just, this should be just like erased from history. It's a very weird, like, yeah, it's garbage. And also, it's like Dumb and Dumber, where like, oh, the joke is they're dumb, and like, they're just dumb over and over again. It's like, who? okay, give me something else. Okay. 
ridiculous. Are we, I'm burning out a little bit here. Let's cool our jets, Ooh. and we're gonna watch something. Surprise! Yes. Wink, wink. We know what it is. You're about to find out. We'll be right back. See you soon. I'm a possessor. I've taken over your body. Folks, we're back. We just watched Possessor, the brand new movie from Brandon Cronenberg, who's the son of David Cronenberg, who is famous for like The Fly, History of Violence, bunch of classics we've discussed on the program you're probably familiar with. You're a creep. David, at the very least. This was, uh, yeah, his son's getting gritty. Very gritty. Ank didn't love this. It was okay. I kind of did love it. I knew you would. This was like the the weirdest, artsiest, goriest movie I've seen in like two years. This movie really, I don't know. This is a weird one to like explain. I really. Yeah, I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's basically like. The Matrix meets, I don't know, uh, history of violence meets. Kind of like a gritty version of Inception where like someone takes over someone else's body and then does a bunch of crazy insanity. It's actually, it's like a fun body switch movie. Normally those are comedies where it's like, hey, I'm living your life. But this one's like a, a fucked up horror movie. The only funny part of this movie was unintentional comedy when Sean Bean got his eyeball scooped out like an ice cream <laughs> <laughs> ice cream scoop. Spoilies. I mean Sean Bean dies and everything. Everybody yeah, knows I this. I don't I, I don't I liked it. It was I liked the gr- the gore of it. I thought it was it was definitely a lot of his father in there, influence wise. Yeah, you could tell Yeah. He's clearly grown up with some the work in his blood, and yeah. Well, third, I forgot to close the window, and we have motorcycle idiots going by. Some wild hogs are roaring by. They want an appearance on the show. They can't have it yet. But yeah, this had kind of a low budget look, but also like classy and like used the most of its probably modest budget. I would say. It was a strange hodgepodge of a cast of people of that guys like the woman from that movie nancy yep andrea riceboro yeah yep and then uh christopher abbott yes the guy from girls who's a good sidecar marnie's nerdier boyfriend who like has the weird apartment with the homemade bed hannah hannah (laughs) but yeah i don't know it's the gore more than anything i think sold you i was just kind of like along it was an interesting ride of a movie. It was very interesting. I was like on the edge of my seat, just waiting for like things to get fucked up, which they do. And it might like dip a little bit towards the end, but I dug it. That was like very worth a watch. Like very original, cool, well done. Yeah, I I thought it looked cool. I didn't like the cast. I didn't think any of them really made sense together. It felt disjointed Ooh. to me. 
I will say it's slightly more style than substance. Yes. One might say. It's one of those movies that you could tell they spent a lot of time editing it and a lot of time going over the sets and the costumes and the you know the wardrobe and the the effects and the blood. Mm. Script is doesn't exist. There is no script. It's a little thin. There's nothing there. There's no there's not one line in this movie that was cool or memorable in any way. Yeah, it's not a lot of like cool guy dialogue. No. Yeah, it's very like And I'm not like I need like Aaron Sorkin characters murdering each other, but I, for me it's Ooh. just I wanted it to be I don't I'm a Tarantino guy. What you are you know, doing? so you know what I'm looking for. And I'm just looking for cool. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing cool about this movie. It's just violence. Mm. Which gets me but i kind of like the mix yeah if you like really weird fucked up artsy horror movies give possessor a try yeah as we were watching this i said to myself and to you i don't know one person that i know that i would recommend this to beyond you yeah you're here we just watched it and i don't see you ever watching that again maybe at some point when it's like on netflix yeah i don't see this movie ever coming to netflix I don't know where they'll. I don't know what streaming service will be home to Possessor, but it's on iTunes, five dollar rental, five ninety nine. If you have nothing else to watch and you love gore, like stylized, really, really, really well done gore, and that alone is worth it. Like to me, that alone kind of is worth it. Like yeah. just check it out; it's interesting. Yeah, it's a movie that it's got a lot of like big ideas, and they don't spell them all out for you. So it's kind of fun to try to piece it together on your own if you're in the mood for a. You know, a chore of an artsy piece of work. <laughs> Jennifer yeah. Jason Lee's nervous energy. Like, I just, I'm good. That's fair. Possessor. What else did you watch? Sorry, um, I keep yawning. I don't know where this is coming from. It always happens right as I'm that's cool. finishing out the second half of the program. I mean, the day is long. We're getting into the Busy boys. Here. We are. I mean... I only saw the first half, but I know you finished it because you purchased a DVD copy of it, The Brown Bunny. Oh, now that was a masterpiece. A film by Vincent Gallo. I'm going to be, I I hated it. Yeah, it was, speaking of artsy, The Brown Bunny is the fucking artsiest movie maybe ever I wrote down, as my second note, I wrote down, number one, Vincent Gallo who is the director and star of this movie. He also was in a, one of my favorite movies called Buffalo 66. The drop-off in quality and, and enjoyment value from Buffalo 66 to this is basically like a Ferrari to a Camry. Like, yeah, like it's big. Forget the brown bunny. If you've never seen Buffalo 66, it's like a, a masterpiece. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Must-see. I believe. Weirdo family movie. Um, I wrote down for my second note, this is the artsiest movie in existence. My third note was, what is happening? Mm. It opens with one continuous shot of Vincent Gallo or a stunt double. I think it was actually him because in the credits it said Vincent rides a Honda, whatever, motorcycle. Okay. He just is riding in loops in a motorcycle race. And yeah, and it's just... That, it's one shot. It's just someone filming it from like the stands. Yeah. And it's just... It's one of those things I was watching, like, I could do this. Just, like, focus on one thing for, like, an unbelievably never-ending artsy shot. Like, it's the this, work. This isn't impressive, yeah. Well, and then the, the movie is famous because actress 
more notable actress, Chloe Sevigny, mm. probably most notably from what, like American Psycho and um, she's on, Kids. She was on Big Love. Yes. Which wasn't great, but was a big show. It's an HBO show. Yeah, people know people know who she is. She's a name. She's an actress. She's a New York Vogue, actress. And she actually gave Vincent Gallo a blowjob in real life for this film. And it's in the movie. Yes. Correct? You see everything, pretty much. And then after he... Fi- you don't see him finishing, but it's implied. And then he lays down on the bed next to her, starts basically crying, and they're cuddling. And he says, you fucking whore, I hate you so much. And then they start snuggling. And I guess it's implied, or at least he sort of tells you, that she cheated on him with several other guys. And that's like them kind of just having sex for the sake of it. Yeah. I love imagining him convincing her that that scene has to be in the movie. Like, look, you have to actually suck my dick, and it, it won't come across. Were they dating we, in real life, even, or was this just something that got wedged in? I don't even know. I don't know either. That might make it slightly better, but even still, this is. It was super weird. Every time I see Chloe Sevigny in something, I just think, oh, yeah, she sucked Vincent Gellis' dick in that fucking awful movie that everyone Only hates. Only thing I can think of with her as <laughs> yeah. well. It's such a career misstep. Tell me about it. But, yeah, I don't know. If you really want to pay $26 to have a DVD of this mailed to you in a week's time from eBay... It's the only way you're going to be able to watch it, because it isn't anywhere. Yeah. I love how certain directors are just not on any streaming service at all. Like, Vincent Gallo's not on anything, I don't think. Just Buffalo 66 is, and oh, just, okay. just that, though. Not, nothing else that he has anything to do with. Yeah, all his other stuff's very, like, artsy and barely exists, and... Weird guy. I can't even think Go to his website to see more evidence of his weirdness. He does, like, strange art. And T-shirts and stuff for like $300. And he's selling a tuxedo that he wore to the, I believe, the Cannes Film Festival to promote the brown bunny. He's selling it on his website for ten grand. No bites. You sent me a thing from his Instagram, and I followed him immediately. He's completely out to lunch. He's like a ridiculous Trump guy. He's, He's got all sorts of things going on. No, he hates Trump. Oh, does he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't that wasn't positive. It was be, he was being sarcastic. Oh, because yeah, I looked yeah, at yeah. some of the other stuff and I saw more Trump. I just he does like a ton of Trump stuff and then he's like super negative about everybody. So okay. if you look, there's like one of there's a, there's one shirt. It's four hundred dollars and it's a picture of Nancy Pelosi and it says oh. Michael Jackson under it. Yeah, that's, that's a good what shirt. really made me laugh. <laughs> I really really want that shirt. So go to Vincent Gallo's website and buy it for me and you can be on the show. Yeah, that shirt was fire. Make sure it's an extra large or a big large. Those are my sizes. You can let him know, too. Please. That's the brown bunny. Um, What else did you watch? Gotta love these motorcycles. Apparently, there's like a motorcycle (laughs) cavalcade going by outside now. Wow, hogs, baby. I watched, uh, very timely, I watched uh, the 1995 Pamela Anderson Lee vehicle Barb Wire. Fucking, did you uh, fucking... (laughs) wrap your around her you know yes i did this movie it's such like a showcase for her presumably false jugs does she have falsies? about as false as they get yeah yeah and the Big whole mo- basketballs the whole movie's just her like hey check these out i'm like a secret agent and it's so <laughs> the beginning of this movie is uh She's like doing a strip tease and getting water poured all over her and someone's yelling for her to take all of her clothes off and she gets so upset she throws one of her high heels in the guy's face, killing him. 
You're a cantaloupe. With like a high heel, a fucking tactically timed high heel knife kill. It was, it was really something. And yeah, it was even dumber and more ridiculous than I thought it would be. I saw it on Amazon or something and I was just like, barbed wire? Forgot this movie existed. Let me pop this on. And yeah, the whole movie and her character can be boiled down to, if you call her babe, she's going to get really upset and shoot you. Cool. And then just, yeah. It had some good sidecars. Clint Howard, who I always like to see. The fact that he gets work is beautiful. Somebody made a joke about, uh, I think it was in the rewatchables. They were joking about like, if Ron Howard ever leaves him out of a movie, or, I don't mm. know, it's sort of out of context. It's not very funny, but... He is famous for being Ron Howard's brother and being very ugly. Yeah. He's one of the ugliest people alive, I think. When you're seeing him in a movie, it's usually a dead giveaway that the movie you're watching was directed by his brother, Ron Howard. Yes. If And I, you know, Rob, my brother, if you're listening, I am the Clint to your Ron. And if you ever, you know, you're very successful, I expect you to, you know, Bring me in. I mean, you work for in finance now, but like that. I guess that just means you can just give me a bunch of money. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> You're just showing up. Hi, I'm the Clint. Howard. I'm like the good-looking Clint Howard of our family. <laughs> I like that for you. That's fun. And yeah, barbed wire. The funniest part about this movie is the fact that her name in the movie is barbed wire. <laughs> like her name's Barbara Wire. <laughs> Every character, like... Should have been Barbara Bush. Some people are coming up to her like, Miss Wire. Someone's just Barb. That was, like, keeping me going through this whole thing. Fucking fire and lunch together. Barb. <laughs> you're a crumb creep. So, yeah. Not great, but if you're in the mood for, like, a turkey-based laugh, I don't know. You can do worse. Barb Wire, it's on Prime or something. I don't know. Granny shifting, not double-clutching like you should. Ben, I love you. Great to hear from you. Um, I also watched Dog Day Afternoon while oh. we're talking about classics. Yes. I hated it. I thought it sucked. What? Wow, I didn't see this coming. You hated Dog Day Afternoon? Wait, you'd never seen it? Never first seen of all? it. Holy shit. I hated it. Hated? It had. Nah, no, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I was let down. How about that? That's fair. I'll That's... never watch it again. And I do like Sidney Lumet. Yes. And I do think John Cazale is always going to be a friend of the show. Mm and I do think that Pacino was throwing 100 miles an hour the whole movie. Oh. People give that movie a lot of credit for being woke way ahead of its time. Because he's like robbing a bank to try to get money for his boyfriend's like sex change operation. But they don't make like a big thing of it. Right. It's just kind of like casually part of the movie. It's cool. It's Attica, uh, Attica. I like a good like hostage movie. He takes over, is it a, a airport? Bank. bank. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a robbery. Yes. But they don't really get much money. Mm. That's the funny part, because like, there's already been like a drop-off or whatever. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. And they're like, so there's like no dough, but yeah. then it turns it into a hostage thing. And it's the classic, like, I need a plane. I need this and that. Yeah. Probably all hostage movies steal from that. Oh, they definitely They, they do. probably like set the template for I that even wrote down that... If Sidney Lumet is not a major influence to the Safdie brothers, I'd mm. be shocked. Given like just the way that he can 
create that sense of urgency and that suspense. Yeah, and like gritty robbery yeah. stuff with like piece of shit guys. That's their whole wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I get that. And I wrote down robbery movies are my favorite subgenre. And then I wanted to watch Heat after this, which yes. is still on the table. Yeah, that was interesting. You brought that up in the thread, like mm. heist movies. There's some good ones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like Hell or High Water, Heat, I guess to the, a certain degree, The Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, Ocean's Eleven, Robbery, Heist. They, I, we can lump them together. Yeah. Heist is a little different because it's more planning. I like like a frantic... Like Place Beyond the Pines bank robbery where he's just like, yeah, screaming and yelling at everybody, kicking stuff. Yeah, I'm trying to think of other strong heist movies. Place Beyond the Pines I watched the other day as well. Love that movie. Oh, it's good. Masterpiece. We talked about it before. It's it's two movies in one. First movie's better than the second movie, but they're both dope. Mm. So yeah, there, there's some good... A lot of people have been complaining to me because they know like, we're the movie guys about Ooh. how nothing's coming out and like, what should I watch? And I always just kind of push them towards classics. Like, it's like, you're right. There's nothing coming out. So you go through, even if you have to buy it on iTunes, it's worth it. It's better than like watching sports mm. or like staring at the sun until you can't see anymore. Yeah. My new thing, cause people hit me up in the same vein all the time. I don't give recommendations anymore. I tell them to listen to the show. Really? Yeah. That's my new move. You say, well, if you listen to the show, you'll get some. Exactly. And they go for that. They go, all right, I'll listen to the whole show. Last we'll, week was we'll like see. two hours long. <laughs> How's that working out for you? Get in there, baby. It's your only option. I got a couple more here. Did you watch His House, that new Netflix Ridge? No. Is it any good? Yes. You liked it? I loved it. And really? I'm actually not even going to say anything about this movie. Don't tell me. I want to watch it. I think going in fresh is very important to how strong this movie is. Are you sending was. everyone to watch this movie with peace and love? I am. Oh, peace and love. Peace and love. It's a horror movie. Very topical and actually scary. Can't recommend it enough. His House, now on Netflix. Like, one of the stronger Netflix originals this year. Mm. Or maybe Ever? Ever. Ever. It's like the winner. Nope, can't do that joke anymore. Ooh. And I think that's all I watched this week. I got a little TV. Unless you got any more features. I got. I also watched Rocky Four. Ooh. Not much to say about it, but it's the best Rocky. It has all the best lines, all the best scenes, all the best training musics, all the best training montages and music. Ooh. Best soundtrack and. It of all of them was the most commercially successful, mm. and it's fucking great. So if you have seen Rocky Four, get in there. I recommend Rocky Four above all other Rockies by miles. This is the one with Dolph Lundgren, correct? Correct. Yeah, that's a strong one. Yeah, I mean, I had a weird week of TV or movies. What rather, I watched Above the Rim with Tupac, which was okay. I watched The Descendants for the second time with George Clooney, which is a movie you hate, but I like it. Um, Fair. And then what else? And that was pretty much it. Yeah, and then I have a little bit of TV, too. I like... uh, I've never seen Above the Rim, but I've seen Tupac in a couple movies, and he's a surprisingly good actor. He's a really good actor, yeah. It's like weird It's weird how good he is. Yeah, like, he should have just been an actor. Well, he was. He was like a theater kid. Oh, really? Yeah. He went to, like, a private school. Oh, yeah. That's... He, he like, grew up with Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. I'm remembering that now. That was, like... There's this whole thing about... 
Yeah. Will Smith was always threatened by him and uh-huh. their relationship and yeah. And Tupac was threatened because Will Smith's clearly a better rapper than he was. I don't I don't believe so. <laughs> it's it's a whole thing. But yeah, that's uh I should watch Above the Rim. Give Tupac some time of day. Mm. Wanna talk a little TV? Love TV? to. I watched, uh, I actually only watched the first episode, but there's a new Amazon Prime original called Truth Seekers, which features Nick uh, Nick Frost and Simon Pegg. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> oh, wow. What happened? Uh, was it good? Oh, he's not a fan. I'm a big fan of their You whole, love those guys. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead's like in my top five. Top five? Maybe top three. Of all time? Yeah. It's a perfect movie. With no fat on it. Masterpiece. Wow. Flawless. But. No, no. I was just saying you're. Okay. Yeah, you're good. But yeah, they. And they did Hot Fuzz, which I like a lot. And then The World's End, which is kind of whatever. They have a new show where they're playing like paranormal investigators. I only watched the first episode, but it seems kind of fun. And uh, I didn't even like hear about it. I was like, mm. I happened upon it and I was like, what is this? They're on a show and no one, it's getting like no adverts whatsoever. That's, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I'm digging it. I'll report back as I watch more. Huh. What you been watching? The Limitless TV show on CBS <laughs> All Access. I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> Get in there, folks. You're gonna love it. It's got Jennifer Carpenter from Dexter and that mm. guy whose name I can't remember. One thing that's interesting about the Limitless TV show is its connection to the movie. Isn't Bradley Cooper in the pilot for the show? Yes, he is, and that's it. That's that's something, though. Most shitty TV shows based on a movie can't even like get the actor to pop by in any sort of capacity. I think that B. Coops can be bought. I think he's also a smart guy to know that they probably gave him 100k for 20 minutes of work. Oh, no doubt. Which, I think or maybe was, more. I think he was a producer on the movie and the show. Okay. So he was probably just like, I'll throw you This is bomb. what I'll say. I watched the pilot and then I got tired and shut the second episode off. But Ooh. there's 23 episodes in the season, or 22, because it's a CBS show. Yeah, and they're all like 42 minutes sans commercials. And it's, I have high hopes, but mm. cautious optimism, really. Because this is a, a movie that I I thought could have been way better. And it stretch it out over the format of a television show, I think it has a chance. I remember digging the movie. It's it, a fun idea, like, oh, you take a pill, you're all dope now. It's like, cool, sounds good to me. A lot of my my qualms with the movie are that they didn't give you enough enough room to have fun with the fact that limitless the concept for those of you who haven't seen it is like these another motorcycle these they they come to Storrow Drive to go too fast. Biker it's boys. these little clear pills that make Bradley Cooper like Superman intellectually, yeah. and that's what this show is going to be about over the course of twenty million episodes. So we'll see what happens. My guess is this turns into like a Suits. And it just sort of bleeds on for many, many seasons. And then they bump it off CBS to USA. Yeah. I see that happening with this. That's a good call. It does seem like something that's right in USA's wheelhouse. USA or TNT will gobble this up. And then my secret life as a TNT super fan (laughs) will continue. And you can start watching Shooter with Ryan Philippe. Yeah. Add that in there with uh, Men of a Certain Age and um, Jackals. Wow. And Claws. Southland. Yeah. And then there's one more that I can't remember. That one Hard with Donald t- Logue. 
What was that? Oh no, that no. was an FX show. It was. Just, oh, it was. I'm never gonna remember the name of that show. Whatever. Sadai. 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 You wanna watch The Departed? I do. Thank you for asking. I think oh, that would really man. hit the spot at this moment in time, and possibly even delight the fans. God, we're getting so close to the end of The Departed, I can't even handle it. Kind of scary, isn't it? It is. I'm going to get so emotional when we hit the end. I've been teasing that for weeks now. We're looking at... This is where you want to be when you're watching The Departed. They're talking about rats, they're driving over the fucking... What's that bridge called? The Zakem. There it is. This song's playing. Fucking. This is the best song ever, kid. Dude. Come on down. Matt Damon's like putting his fucking final bit into motion here. What the fuck are you talking about? I got it from an undercover. He knows he's being followed, so let's just let the UC take him in. What undercover? Queen's guy. He called me when he found out Queen was dead. I'm running your button him. You give him to me. No, no, I can give you Costello's destination. Folks, it doesn't get better than what he's doing. So get rid of the tail, get special ops on standby. We'll take this prick tonight. Wow. Anthony Anderson making an appearance. Oh my god, it's one way Frank Costello. This is like the end of the movie. I know, we're so close. There's so much like epilogue though, once everything ends. Mm. We're forgetting that. This, these 90 seconds add up. Oh my god, right, it's French so number one. Over on He's gotta have a container or a truck or something there. Go, 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 go. I got my fucking flip phone. Anthony Anderson's a fucking scene stealer. Remember when everybody had flip phones? Yes. It's it's funny how something like that can date a movie so specifically. Like, flip mm. phones are all over this movie, and it so perfectly places it in 2006. It's just beautiful. Oh, my God, they're roaring up to the bean, and we've hit the end of our 90, folks. That's a not even a good shot. You don't even know it's The Departed. Kid, I'll know, though. <laughs> You'll know, and that's all you need. It's all that fucking matters. Oh, boy. <clears throat> folks. The, uh, was the, no? I just completely like touched that. Oh boy. Um, I'm going to mention you should listen to the latest episode of Uncle to Uncle, which is a podcast I've plugged before, but their latest episode features uh, Mike Mitchell from Doughboys fame, The Spoon Man, super fan, and also The Undertaker, and it's one of the best podcasts like I've ever the heard. Wrestler? It's a bit. Okay. It's, All right. It's someone pretending <clears throat> to be the Undertaker, oh. and they fucking crush it. Do they do the Paul Bearer? Oh. No, but I wish. I should have called in. As I Paul was going to say that would have been a hit. <laughs> uh, folks, this week um, I'm going to be doing a charity benefit, actually, to benefit um, Monty's stub <laughs> of a leg. Wow. It's we're basically gonna do like a rock concert. Socially distanced on the hat shell here in Boston. Wow. Tickets are gonna be three hundred dollars. Everybody comes out. I'm gonna play some of my hits that you'll okay. see that you've seen me doing. I do an Aussie song, I do an Aerosmith song, and then a little kiss. I love it when you round do the it up. Like it's 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 I mean I'm not a musician per se, it's air guitar. Yeah. But oh. all the proceeds go towards Monty's new prosthesis. That makes him look almost like a real man, mm. and not uh, a cyborg freak. Oh, cyborg! Like uh, cyborg from the Justice League. Pretty much. Yes. 
Actually, that's so that's a big deal. We're calling it the save enough money so that Monty can get a new prosthetic leg that's better than his old prosthetic leg, and he will no longer look like a mutant freak because he's already a minority. The charity benefit. And that's I'd also the title. If we could take some of those funds and maybe get a, a thing going so we can have Monty play Cyborg in Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's part of it too. Yeah, we okay, actually. Good. I spoke with Zach's agent. Okay, I haven't been able to get in touch with Zach himself. His other da- uh, daughter killed herself. Mm. So we're dealing with that as well. Yeah, we're dealing with and all That's this. pretty much it. So come on down to the benefit. It's actually tonight. I know it's short notice, but it's in 20 minutes. So if you can make it, we already have a few thousand people on the guest list. We're breaking all the COVID rules, but it's for a good cause, folks. Have a great weekend. And I'll see you at the, per- at the benefit. Folks, that's enough. Have a good